Greetings and welcome to The Thirsty Mage, the podcast that's praising what little we have left of the sun as at least one of us prepares for Canadian winter. I'm your host, Jordan Rudek, and this week we're taking a longer look at a little game you could just die for over and over again. That, of course, is From Software's Dark Souls. Casey's playthrough of the game recently has whet our appetite for a fuller discussion, and I really can't believe we haven't had one to this point. Uh, so let's rekindle a bonfire and see where the next 45 minutes take us. Joining me by that bonfire is an individual fresh off a harrowing journey through Lordran, but they've survived to tell a tale or two. It's Casey Gibson. Yes, I, I got my, my Estes flask uh, boosted up to 20, and I'm ready to take this podcast on. What what what's the Estes flask of choice for tonight? Just uh, in keeping with our you know very absent discussion of beverages <laughs> on the Thursday page lately, I, I feel like I mean I know I haven't been on uh, every week or anything, but yeah, it's been a while since the drink discussion. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty late here; it's eleven o'clock uh, Eastern or PM, I should say, Eastern time here. So I got my my fresh glass of H two O to keep me going. There you go. Yeah, we're we're in the same boat. That I did have I had a green tea earlier today. I'm trying to get back into it. I like having green tea with honey, especially when it gets colder, just to kind of fight off infection a little bit more with the kids back in school. And oh, and they're bringing it home. (laughs) Always. And my wife, too, a teacher. Right. So she's she's bringing stuff home. Kids are bringing stuff home. I'm like, how how do I how do I avoid getting sick? I'm I'm staying (laughs) home as much as I can, you know, just to just to keep my keep myself safe. But. Yeah, uh, speaking of keeping ourselves safe, there's nothing, you know, there's not a lot you can do uh, in playing Dark Souls to to keep yourself safe. There's danger around every corner, obviously. Casey, you've just been through a playthrough. Uh, I'm curious uh, about just before we get into like the game itself, I'm curious about kind of what what prompted this, like what prompted getting into Dark Souls or maybe starting here as, as, a, as a longer term thing, getting into all the games. So what prompted that? And kind of how much of the game did you play? How many hours did you play? Kind of those kind of background kind of things. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually I, I've played a few Souls games here and there, including, um, you know, Dark Souls Remastered when it came out in the Switch for a little tiny bit. Uh, but at the time, I, I was just not in the right mindset. You know, I, I think it was one of those situations where there were other games coming out around that time or there were, you know, and. and I was like, oh, I got to play all these games. So I feel like, you know, going to a Dark Souls where, you know, you could play four hours in one night and not really make any progress. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't sort of jiving with uh, how my my gaming was going at the time. So uh, I, I ended up putting it down. Um, you know, I played a little um, uh, Bloodborne on the PS4 back in the day. So it's like, I, I've you know, I've always had interest, but I've always anytime I've played it, I've sort of fallen off relatively quickly. Uh, again, I think just due to the the mindset that, you know, I've got all these games I want to play and this is just another one to knock off the list, you know, and and obviously not not a great approach for a game that you really <laughs> got to, you know, you, you got to put your time in, if you will, take your yeah, lumps. You do. But yeah, it's actually funny. Uh, I played Armored Core 6 and I had a good time with that. And I just sort of I was like, well, I'll just keep the, the from train moving, uh, if you will. I, I get, you know. Did you play Armored Core at all? I didn't. And so one thing I heard about that game was that it's, it is very, very difficult. And and yeah, I, I know we kind of expect that from from software titles, but and, and I do still want to play it. that. That wasn't something that put me off. It was more just something like I, I guess I kept hearing that over and over again. And, and I suppose you, you would hear that, you know, for anyone talking about uh, Souls games that they, they've just gotten into. And this is the first Armored Core in a long time. 
So I, I imagine there's a lot of people coming to that franchise that have, haven't really played an Armored Core, but my understanding is that's kind of par for the course for these types of games. I, I'm not sure if you'd play any of those other ones, the earlier ones either, but uh, yeah, I, I got the got the sense that a lot of people were starting Armored Core from the beginning here with with the sixth entry and being kind of just surprised by how how, how tough it was. Yeah, I never played any of the other Armored Cores. Um, it's funny if it always felt like a a series I was like vaguely interested in. I I, I mean, I didn't have a PS or a PlayStation until uh, PS4, so you know yeah. it was it was never really an option. But I mean. Big ass mechs, you know, I mean, that's always a cool proposition, right? Hard to go wrong for sure. Yeah. So jumping into that one, if there were, um, you know, Alex had played it before me and he'd mentioned like there is a couple roadblock bosses or missions that were, you know, sort of like, hey, you know, you're going to run into this wall for a little bit and then it'll sort of ease up. And, and the way that game works is there's missions and then there's, you know, where you're just sort of going through and doing some things that aren't too hard. And then there's some bosses. And there are a few bosses that were definitely tough, uh, but uh, big with that game is just changing up your your mech, right? Like mm-hmm. your different um, legs and all that good stuff. Like, oh, I can hover now, or I'm more of a, a actual tank, or you know, I've got legs I can really jump high with, or whatever. So that game really, you know, sort of promotes messing around with that. And there were definitely a couple hard bosses. I think there were two that were like I spent a couple hours on, you know, uh, yeah. and I think I ended up putting like 25 ish into Armored Core to beat it. So not too bad. That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then again, that's sort of it is sort of like Dark Souls where it's like, hey, now I sort of know what this boss does. And like if I were to run it back on a new game plus uh, you you could probably take care of it pretty good. I hmm. think Alex was he played it like three or four times in a row because he's a madman. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he was like, and each time he pretty much like cut his pl- hours played in half. So yeah. it is one. Of, and I know that's, you know, Dark Souls is sort of similar. When you go is, back yeah. to the new game plus, you know, you're stronger and, and, you know, you sort of know the lay of the land and all that good stuff. But yeah, for whatever reason, that sort of sent me on a on the from software kick. So I ended up picking up the remaster. And then I played through it all. I beat it. And and obviously we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. And I think I clocked in. I think it was 34 hours okay. to beat it. And then, yeah, then I bought the uh, the trilogy. So I actually <laughs> yes. I actually own Dark Souls twice. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those. I didn't want to buy the trilogy and then fall off after like five hours in the first one. And then feel of like course, idiot, yeah, you know? that makes sense. So, so I was like, you know what? It, I, I bought them on eBay. So it was like 20 bucks for the remaster and 40 or for the trilogies and I don't feel terrible about it. I mean, but. I'd kind of done the same thing you did. Like I, I, I played Dark Souls originally on Xbox, at least the first one, maybe the second one on my 360. Uh, and I would play remastered on Switch and maybe somewhere else as well. And then eventually I got the trilogy, but I, I, I bought and played all of them individually before picking up the trilogy. I think we picked mm. up the exact same one. So that so that was kind of fun. Um, nice. 34 hours sounds about right for uh, a playthrough, especially like a, a first one going all the way through. Now, when you say 34 hours to kind of you know, be a beak win, get get to the end. And I, I guess I should say like, this will be pretty spoiler heavy. Like we're, we're getting into every part of this game. <laughs> I should have mentioned that up front or maybe we'll put that in the, the episode title or something like that. But we're, we're, we're getting into this one here. 
so 34 hours to roll credits. How much did you play like the DLC? How much of the how many of the bosses? Like obviously not all of the bosses are required, but do you can you think of like maybe events you skipped or parts you didn't go to or something like that? Maybe things you know were in the game, but you just oh, I didn't do that part. I tried to do as much as I could, but I was also not I, you know, I wasn't really trying to, you know, go too much into like relying on a guide. Now, yeah, yeah. To, with that being said, I absolutely did use a guide at times. Hmm. But yeah, I know the DLC. I don't think I really like did any of those bosses. And I think it's just because I di- didn't naturally, you know, I guess do the the prerequisite things to get to that point. I wouldn't mind going back and doing a more maybe focused gameplay or focused playthrough where it's like, hey, I'm going to just, you know, read a guide and make sure I'm I'm checking the notes to to get to the DLC bosses and stuff, because I know the DLC bosses are always usually pretty darn good, or at least that's, you know, what I hear. I mean, all the bosses in these games are generally pretty good. There's a couple clunky ones that I'm sure we we'll are talk a little bit about, but I, you know, I. Any boss I fought or, or any boss I saw, you know, I and if it was even if it was something you could skip or, or not do, um, I went and I, I tried to do it. Although I, I will say the Asylum Demon uh, right off the bat, mm. I ran away from just because the door was open. Yeah. And I feel like Demon Souls, right? There's like the first boss just beats you down no matter what. I think that's kind of a, a trope with the series that and they don't all do this, but a lot of them that have like that introduction type boss where you're almost supposed to lose. Right. Or mo- most players will lose if they're if they're not familiar with the, the this kind of setup. But then you come back later and you, you take care of them that way. You can you can take out the asylum demon pretty easily if you just start with the firebombs. Uh, and, and so I saw that and the speedrunners all do that. So I, I I started a new playthrough and I did that as well. I'm like, oh, oh that's super easy. Like, oh, this guy <laughs> dropped two seconds. <laughs> you throw like five, you throw like five or ten bombs and he's dead. And yeah, you got to avoid like maybe one or, one or two attacks. The funny thing is he, <laughs> he gives you like he doesn't give you too many souls. Like it's not like an outrageous start. You know, maybe it's worth like seven levels or something like that. But he gives you this weapon that you need like 46 strength to use. <laughs> You're not even going to be Good close luck. to using yeah. using this weapon, but I thought it was kind of cool. Like game, you'll be lucky if you can. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it's just a funny thing to get, save up for to, to to look forward to using at some point if you're if you're doing a strength build or you wanted to try that out. But yeah, so I, just thinking about my my recent experience with the game. So I when I got the trilogy, which probably a year or two ago, maybe maybe last year actually, because I was playing through Dark Souls um, to, to to write a piece on it, a timeless games piece on it. I, I played through about maybe five to ten hours before. Like I was like, okay, like this is good. Like I want to I want to play the games or you know, review games are constantly coming up. So I kind of went back to that save file and was playing a little bit of it. Um, and then I wanted to try something uh, a couple nights ago where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play uh, as far as I can get uh, before I die. Uh, and so I, I beat a couple of bosses. Probably played like forty five minutes or so before um, one of the black knights just took me down. <laughs> and I was kind of just messing around at that point. If I'd been more careful or more, uh, uh, yeah, a little more patient, I would have been fine. But, but I, I don't think I've ever done the DLC either. In 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 situations where I've done a playthrough when I've rolled credits of the game, uh, whether the DLC was out or not, or I had access to it, it's just it's not. Yeah, like you said, not something I came across naturally. I'm sure there are a number of optional bosses that I took out along the way. Um, and I'm, I've, I've been watching a bunch of. 
speed runs specifically for all the all boss speed runs just to, just to see the some of the bosses that i've never fought before see some of the areas i'd never experienced before so that was kind of cool to realize that, like there's like you know five to ten bosses like i'd never really seen before or, and see like how they work and obviously it's it's not a a realistic maybe depiction of them because these speedrunners you know, <laughs> make it just, look easy <laughs> they're just melting them right like whether it's like a melee only build or uh, i was watching one uh the guy was using miracles only <laughs> it's just so funny like how quickly they take them down i'm like it, this would be a tough fight if i was fighting this boss or maybe most people but this would uh, have taken just... me two hours of grinding yeah oh like, exactly yeah <laughs> the wall. a couple of thrown controllers and maybe a broken ps5 and uh maybe maybe get through it after that but yeah, so I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you uh, that, that I've played through it, you know, and, and rolled credits. But there are there are a lot of elements of this game that I haven't seen before. And I think that's kind of what's intriguing about it, is that anytime you boot up this game, you can you can encounter something new. Just the way the world is is set up, like it, it's it's open world to a point, right? There's a lot of places you can't go. But the, the just the way the kind of the zones have a, a sense of freedom and there's the lack of handholding and direction. You can you can kind of stumble upon new new things, new new characters, new events, uh, new bosses uh, every time you boot it up. And I think that's something that's endearing about uh, the first game and then really the series as a whole. Yeah, I think it toes a, a real fine line with, you know, the ambu ambu. Ow, wow. Can't even speak right now. It's all right. Ambiguity. You're filling in for David tonight. So. That's it, right? Ambiguity. ambiguity. Yeah, there it is. And like of like hey go out and and good luck you know essentially yeah. um and like you know again in, in certain points i think that's a good thing right like hey the story is pretty you know it one of those if you want to dive deep and and you know figure out the lore and the character like it's there and if you don't want to talk to the npcs and you just want to sort of just go blast enemies you can go do that which i like but there are some things that were sort of annoying you know, like just like some of the things they don't explain very well, like the kindling of the, the mm -hmm, fire, mm -hmm. right? Like I would try and do it as like, oh, you're hollow. And then like it'd be like, oh, like uh, let me like sacrifice a humanity or whatever. And it's like, oh, but you're you're not a human or whatever. So it's like, oh, you need to use one like them when you're not at the bonfire, like mm -hmm. like not, you know, uh interacting with the bonfire to use those then you go to the bonfire and you can you know sacrifice the humanity and and you know all that good stuff so like having to look that up is sort of annoying but you know it is a, a bit of an older game so it you know it is what it is i guess i mean imagine imagine being the first person to figure this stuff out right event at some point you know and we had the internet when this game first came out, maybe obviously fewer people were, were using it as, as much as we do now, but someone had to figure this stuff out, right? In, in, in the games, maybe there are places where it, it is told to you, but I imagine some people were kind of just figuring yeah, this out as they went along guide. and then you know, they posted <laughs> about it, shared it, and then it kind of spread uh, to, to message boards and, and, and blogs and stuff like that. And then that, you know, when game facts and things. There's a lot of this game that is kind of inscrutable like that. And I think that's part of its charm as well, that that there are a lot of games that kind of just just give you the straight goods, tell you exactly how things work or you read the manual. And, and we like that. But here it, it is an experience where you are in the darkness for a bunch of it. You know, whether that's literally your character in a, in a dark space or the player 
kind of in a, in a mental kind of fog or darkness where they don't know exactly what what to do, where to go, how things work. And there there's a there is a, an excitement, uh, the, that light bulb moment that happens in this game when you figure things out. Right. When you when you do realize, OK, this is oh, I've got I've got this item. I can improve my Estes flask, make it stronger or uh, I, I can I can kindle a bonfire maybe to make a boss uh, tougher. I can fight them again or something like that. Just a lot of the things happening that you don't know right away how they work and that's okay you can still you can still make progress you can still go through and and maybe later on you figure it out or you come back or someone talks to you about it and you go back and go like, oh, and then you have a different experience the next time you play it and again we we, we kind of briefly brought up the idea of you know new game pluses and th- this game is kind of designed for you to play it multiple times with the knowledge you acquired the first time through and, and be be more proficient and be uh, maybe maybe take a different path through the game, right? You don't always have to go go up or down. You know, maybe go left and right or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then again, the I, I like all those too, parts right? of it. Like even like playthroughs changing your weapons up, like they all pretty drastically, you know, feel different. You know, if you're using a, a great axe or a sword or you know or magic or, or whatever it might be, there's so much diversity in the builds as well. So I feel like that's also a, like for those people who love to just really, you know, get into the the weeds of a game like this gives you so many different options on different play styles and you know, do you want to be more tanky? Do you want to be a guy who who just unleashes big damage and, you know, maybe you're a glass cannon if you will. So, it I like that it it sort of gives you those options. I found myself I ended up finding the uh I called it the Zwehander. Hmm. I, I think that's a, a Z. Yeah, I, I know. I know the. I know it's what like, you're referring yeah. to, and I know. I know. I've always. I think. Yeah, Zwe or Zwehander, something like that. Uh, we're, yeah, big old. <laughs> we're gonna get scared by the audience here, but they know what we're talking about. Yeah, so that that's your weapon of choice. Yeah, that was well for Demon Souls. I played. Uh, I used the halberd, and yes, I really sure. liked that because it was sort of like you know. It gave you a little bit of range and and it also, you know, unleashed some big boy damage. Uh, so initially going into Dark Souls, I was like, I want to find myself a nice halberd here. Uh, sort of sort of keep the good times rolling. But then I found that Zwehander pretty early on and it was pretty big damage. So I was like, let's just keep rolling with this. So I ended yeah. up doing I use that. I did like the bare minimum stats and then I just pumped everything into health and uh, endurance. And then I just added fire onto that puppy. Mm, uh, nice, yeah. And then and I felt pretty pretty juiced up. And I I personally I like just the big boy like oh I'm gonna hit you maybe only a few times but but they're gonna count you know. Yeah, you're not you're not kind of running in like slashing ten times and then ducking out. You're like okay, this is my moment. I need to do some damage here. You know, as you set yourself up mm-hmm. for one or two heavy strikes or something like that, and then you back and, out. And I felt like with the the Zwie hander there too, I would do like the running, like I would use it as a two hander, mm-hmm. do the run and and swing with the R one, and it would stagger a lot of enemies, which was yeah, really yeah. really nice. <laughs> so it'd be like you know some of those like uh, in the. Uh, new uh, Lundo. Nope, not New Orlando. And Orlando. Yep, the other one. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those like silver knights that are like give you like a thousand plus souls. Oh, the big, the, the big ones at the beginning. Yeah, the the yep. slow, but yeah. So when I I would just be able to go, I'd run up and smack them with that, and they get sort of staggered, and then I mm. just like I'd run back like five steps, turn around, and do it again, uh, yeah. and just keep whacking them that way, uh, which felt like a pr- pretty good uh, method. But um, 
but yeah i do you generally do melee or or do you try and mix it up or i, I try to mix it up i'd say like 50 percent of the time i'll do like like i'll do like pyromancy or sorcery or i i actually i really like i feel like my default for a lot of these games is like a paladin type class because I, I like to have healing I'll be melee. I like to have healing initially so that I can explore more before without needing to go back to a bonfire or going back to healers or going back to town or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I do. I, I favor a class that starts off with some kind of healing ability. Uh, and then eventually, if you're if you're playing one like that, you can get miracles like like uh, lightning spear or something like that, that, that where you throw the lightning bolt, basically like a pretty awesome spell. Right. You, that, that's a good a good way to have uh, add range to your kit. Um, and you've still got the healing and maybe like a mace or uh, a morning star or something like that kind of weapon so you have some melee ability but you, you're you were capable or, or uh, i guess of having ranged combat eventually later when you find some some stronger miracles uh I've, I've played pyromancy a bunch of times i think that's a pretty easy way to start the game uh especially if you're not as familiar with the mechanics and you're maybe new to the series starting pyromancy i think is generally considered a, a an, an easier way through uh, at least early in the game because um, you do have that range and you have some good damage, right? So the almost no matter what build I go, <laughs> the last few times I've started up a Dark Souls game, Dark Souls 1 to be specific, I, I almost always get the Drake Sword. I, I see that dragon and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll get a crossbow or a bow and arrow and I'll, I'll, I'll shoot his tail off and get the get the Drake Sword. Which is a really good early early to mid game weapon. It falls off late, uh, I think, because of the way it scales with stats. But it's super strong early on, and it's kind of it's a little bit of a cheat code for again, if you're looking for an easier time or kind of a just an easier way out of it to kind of simplify the the rough edges of the difficulty. The Drake Sword kind of does that. I don't know if you've ever picked up that weapon, Casey, or you, you know about it, but it's just one of those funny things that I think is. <laughs> you'd look it up be like oh it'd be a hard thing to figure out how to get naturally but once you'd you know once you learn how to get it then you do pick it up you see how, how capable it is like oh hard I, to pass I get this every time you know yep yeah no yeah. I, i've it, it is i will say I, I do at least in these games like i sort of find my weapon and then just stick with it if i can mm, yeah especially as you start upgrading right with the different blacksmiths that you find throughout the world and then then you get to I mean, you can always farm, at least in Dark Souls one, you can always go farm some more materials and stuff. And like, you know, if you ended up changing your uh, weapon to to be able to beef it back up. But uh, yeah, I found myself just sort of sticking with the one. Um, honestly, I never I never do any of the miracles or, or magic. I'm just straight melee. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and I like to stick to that. But uh, it's funny for me. Coming and I'm going to compare it to Demon Souls a, a little bit here. Obviously. I wanted to ask you about that. We I think and I think we should do that because that that one's kind of it's fresh. I know we did an episode on that uh, when the game came out on PS5, um, and I know that uh, I, I guess I guess it's uh, besides Elden Ring, it's one of the more recent recent games in the series, given the the, the remake that is. Oh, it looks so yeah, it's good just, it's just on gorgeous. PS5, man. It's unbelievable, but. For, so like looking at the structures of the two games, right? Demon Souls, there's like a like a actual hub world, the Nexus. And then there's like, oh, I'm going to go to this area and then I'm going to move to the next area. And, and you, you revisit like it. Each area has sort of different sections in there. So you might go to one, you know, one area, do a section, bounce back and then go to a different one. 
And for me, as a guy who's not a huge open role guy, like that was real good. I like that a lot, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, and like each of the areas were so cool and, and just really enjoyable. Um, yeah, awesome game. Uh, but then going into Dark Souls one here. Yeah, it's it's more of an open world. You know, not in the sense of, you know, a Breath of the Wild, but, you know, it's or interconnected, I guess it would. Yeah, be I better. think that's a way to say it. Almost closer to like game. a Xenoblade type game. Uh, the, yeah, the, I should yeah. say the third game in particular, right? With these big areas that they are connected and you kind of go through. And I just think, honestly, that it is perfect. Like Firelink Shrine is like one of my favorite places in video games now. Yeah, it's excellent. And like you start off there, right? And it's like, oh, I can go. Co-. And then all of a sudden you realize like, oh, like there are so many different paths I can go from this one area. Uh, you know, it's like you can go down to the new Lundo runes, you know, that also down there brings you, you can get over to the Valley of Drakes, which can sort of get you real close to blight town. Yeah. You can go up to the undead, uh, Berg, undead and Berg, then, yeah. you know, uh, you could, where else you could go to the catacombs. Like there's a lot, a lot, a lot branching off that one little area, you know, and obviously you sort of start off there, but you, you'll find you just you revisit that area a lot. Well, you keep circling back there, right? Like things keep kind of bringing you back to that area. You have to keep going there, you know, to, to advance the story and to get to, to get to somewhere new. And maybe elevators bringing you there and, and you, you don't even realize where something an elevator or a platform is going to take you necessarily. And then you pop up and you're back. You're back home. Like, right? How am I back at Firelink? <laughs> it's great. Like, I, I love I love it. He constantly does that thing of, yeah, making you feel like. All of these areas are kind of intertwined, almost like the like a revolving staircase or something like that. You're mm. kind of just going, you go up and you pop up here. And you know, that's a familiar space and maybe someone's a, a different way to get to. Uh, there's multiple ways to get to Blight Town, obviously. What an what awful, awful place it is. <laughs> I, it's so, so many times I just stopped playing the game there because I was like, I hate this. I hate this spot. And I, you're meant to hate it. You're meant you're meant to not feel comfortable there at all. You're meant mm. to you're meant to hate it with the poison and the darkness and the verticality of it. Like. All of it is terrible. And, and, and but again, frames. Well, at least they fixed that in the remaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. But when you find a bonfire down there and you find some safety or security uh, or you find you know, Quillag's domain where the, the, one of the central bosses is there. Right. And you got to you got to ring the bell like you, you kind of mm-hmm. have to do that. Uh, all of that is, is feels so much better after you've been through this, the, the horrors, the trauma that is Blight Town. And then Dude. you get that beautiful shortcut to the bottom. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? You find these shortcuts, you're like, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to do this anymore. It, they really, yeah, <laughs> the, the whole like feedback loop of going into a new area, obviously you're super on edge, right? Or, or just being careful, like you don't know what's around the corner. And, you know, this area took me 40 minutes to, to work my way through yes, carefully, yes. learning the enemy patterns and the locations. And then, you know, you'll die a few times. You, you work oh, faster, faster. Then you get to the end and you're like, oh, there's the boss. And you're like, there's got to be a shortcut unlock somewhere. Yes. You're looking right. around. Oh, look, that opens up, drops you right down to like, oh, I, now I only got to fight like three enemies from the bonfire to the boss now. You know, like yeah. that. It's just so rewarding and feels so good to be like, I don't need like I now that I could get through that area really quick. But I don't have to because I got this. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think from software, really, they really nailed that aspect with Bloodborne. Bloodborne is like a masterclass in 
opening up shortcuts so that you don't have to trudge through areas anymore. It does it so well. You're constantly opening doors and dropping ladders down or raising mm-hmm. them up or something like that too, to avoid having to, to make that trick. Uh, but you, you see it happening in Dark Souls and it's fantastic. Going back to that comparison with Demon's Souls, I think it's a good one because it, it's basically Demon's Souls and then Dark Souls. That, that I, I believe those two are back to back in the in, with the original releases, I mean. Yep, yep. And so... Dark Souls being the more open game and not having these individual areas that you kind of teleport to, I, I do think that's a, a clear strength of the game and something I, again, I, I love Demon Souls, uh, really, really enjoyed the, the remake and playing the original game too. But yeah, going to the individual areas doesn't have the same impact as it does in Dark Souls, like feeling like this is one one connected world and you're, you're making way you know, to different spaces and then going back again and kind of looping around like that. That that takes something out of the experience, I think, for Demon Souls. It, so it makes it it's a different one. I'm sure people will maybe prefer that, that you can kind of go to an area and polish it off and then go home. But this one, Dark Souls, like I I love I love this area, I love this space, I love all the all the different places you can visit. Even Blight Town, you know, God love it. Like <laughs> it, it it it's it's terrible, but you have to have it there to make other to, to kind of highlight or juxtapose with the other uh, the other what, places. What's happiness visit. without a little bit of pain? You know, you no, know? for sure. And I, this game is all about that. It's all about feeling pain and then happiness, pain then happiness, right? Dying and then winning. Like that that is that is the crux of what's ma- what makes the Soulsborne games worth playing for me is that you you kind of have to suffer to really enjoy that sweet victory like if you if you just kind of run through it and you're winning every battle it's not fun right like at least i don't i wouldn't find it fun but it's the fact that you you die constantly uh or you get tricked or trapped and 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 misled and and not you you don't know where to go but then you know again the light bulb goes off the the sun the the clouds part and the sun points down at the the pot of gold or something like that and and you figure it out yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you there. I think that we, we were kind of in step with the way that the world of Dark Souls is constructed is, is uh, an obvious um, strength of the game. Yeah. And what's awesome. And I think a lot of people were, you know, without playing it would see this as maybe a negative is you don't get that fast travel right away. So yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. So the, the game, as we were saying before, they sort of, you know, you start off the asylum uh, you, you escape and then it's like, hey, pretty much you got to go ring two bells. So that's your main objective, right? So you go. The first one is, you know, right there. It's like or not. I, I, where, I forget. Actually, I'm blanking. Um, the first one is. Where is it? It's you go up the bell, to the, the first bell, yeah. the gargoyle, the, gar- the fight, the two oh, gargoyles, right. yep. the tower. OK, yeah. that's right. Yep, You got to go up the tower. And that's in is that in the Berg or the um, the parish uh it's the it's it's between it's before the castle the fortress uh where you fight the iron golem so i guess it's and it's past undead berg i think so it's it's that space between that can never remember when you first encounter the blacksmith right yeah yeah yeah, close to that yeah yeah so you go do there and then it's funny the way as i was playing it i i did the the first bell pretty early on and then like I don't know if I just spaced out or whatever, but I like forgot about the second bell. Yes. Or like, yes. or maybe like it was in the back of my head, but I didn't know where it was. So I was just going out and doing stuff. There's you know so many things to get distracted by, right? Like so many other areas mm-hmm. to explore, right? You turn, you turn left or you turn right. You're all, you're constantly facing these forks in the road and you can just go like the, there's nothing holding you back from just going to, to one place or the other. Yeah. I found myself in the, the new Lundo ruins after that. Yeah. yeah. 
And I was like, oh, man, these ghosts, I can't even attack them. Uh, and then, like, I, you know, I was like, that was one of those. Let me check online. And then, you, yeah, you I know, figure out what's going on here. Yeah, you, you need the item. So I was That's like, right. OK, so I had like two of them and I'm like, OK, cool. I can do this. Uh, and then, like, I actually made a pretty good uh, distance into that area before. Eventually, I was like. Let me just check. Like, I feel like I should not be here right now. Yeah. This, those ghosts, right. Like they come through the walls and they, yeah. they're coming through the ceilings. And they grab you and they just destroy you. I mean, I think the fact that right away you can't kill them is that that's the hint that you're not supposed to be probably there, right. Like, that, like that's telling new players like you're not ready for this yet. <laughs> I guess I was too dense to realize. So uh, I just kept on forging my way through. And then eventually I was like, yeah, I, I need to get out of here. And then that's when I looked sort of like hey where you know where's this second bell at and then yeah you got to go down through blight town and all that good stuff so but it was nice when i revisited new lundo which was you know towards the end of the playthrough uh yeah, in yeah. in comparison oh i was like you know i was like all right let me i, I make sure i stock up on these items i got a whole bunch of them so i can attack these and then i just went through there and just you know took care of business and it was like one of those like oh that feels so good you know it's still such a creepy space though like right with the water and the ghosts that are kind of transparent and you can't really see them like it, even yeah you you can you can you can wreck house there and be super prepared for it but i still think that area is you know, one of the scarier parts of the game right like if you go in there and you're not super prepared and you're kind of just good enough to fight it, it's like everywhere you turn like there, there could be an enemy behind you and they're kind of sneaking mm-hmm. up and i i still i i'm I find that area to be particularly just jarring for me or, or one that I, I, I kind of leave till the end as well. Cause I just don't, it, it's off putting to me like blight town <laughs> is just, is just difficult and, and it, it's brutal, but new London ruins. It, that one is just, yeah, I, I find it kind of, it kind of makes me uh, anxious, I guess. I don't know. Something like that, you know, but blight town, uh, you're too angry and annoyed at the game to be scared or, or, off edge you're just angry i mean it's so obviously tough right? it's, yeah. like, it's, it, it doesn't it doesn't hide anything like it, it, the only and thing it, it hides is it's, it's dark so you can't always see things but it's not necessarily about like ghosts rising through the floor or something like that or needing an item to kill the guys like you you, you can just fight them as normal but the, the again the verticality of it everything's all the wooden structures things are constantly like breaking and cracking like there's a those it's different. bugs are flying at you and oh crap. my gosh yeah and then you're and then you get to the bottom and you're constantly just trudging through this poison water you know it's so much <laughs> suffering yeah up onto the bottom is like good luck yeah i and i remember when i was doing that because like i feel like the the first time i went into blight town was from that from uh the the drake area yeah 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 i think and i did then, too i think I, I felt like i hit a dead end then i went from the other way and then you find your way down and then you find the shortcut and you're like, oh, okay, that's from that area. Yeah. And then, like, when I had to revisit it, I remember like trying to like get to the other side. I was like, I, why can't I figure out where that dang entrance was? And then, like, of course, after the you know after the fact, you find it. I'm like, yes, yeah, so that always happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you're not when you're not looking for it is when you find it, right? And maybe that that's something that is part of the Dark Souls experience, right? Is going off the beaten path, not not focusing on a particular goal, but just seeing where your steps take you, you know, and then, uh, and again, hopefully they don't take you to new launder ruins too early. But <laughs> can we can we talk about uh, I want to talk about I said I, in the notes, I wrote favorite moments, but I also want to just talk about some of the bosses too, like some of the some a couple of memorable bosses for you or, or maybe a specific anecdote what, from your playthrough. And I'll try to think of a couple of mine as well. But what, what are some of the boss fights that really stood out to you? 
Yeah, so for me, well, the Iron Golem, he wasn't hard. I actually, <laughs> not to toot my own torn here, but uh, I actually killed that guy without even getting hit once. Oh, beauty, yeah. And that was what I was like, oh, ba-. I was like, he must be one of the easier bosses in the game or something. But honestly, like, just the, uh, he just looks awesome. I, yeah. Also yeah. from Demon Souls, the Tower Knight, like something yes. about a huge armored enemy with a big sword or axe or whatever is super cool to me and and, and it feels so good taking it down because they're tower over you right so anytime yeah, like yeah, the, the, the david the... goliath thing or a david versus goliath thing right you you feel good winning that fight as david right oh yeah yep and then what else i i really like the four kings fight mm. it's talk about eerie right like oh for sure yeah you drop down into the abyss and then, you know, all of a sudden these huge tower, like one at a time, right? So it's like, you know, at first, you're like, okay, I can fight this guy. Then the second one pops out and you're like, oh, I better finish off this first one. Yeah. And, and it's just a, a, a battle to, to stay afloat, right? Because yeah, if all yeah. of a sudden you got more than two, you're probably in trouble. Because you can't see where you're walking either. There's a, That's jarring as well, right? The, these spaces where you're walking on what looks like just darkness or blackness, right? You're walking on mm-hmm. that. And so you, you you can see yourself getting closer to the enemy and you kind of see where their attacks are and how you might dodge it. But not seeing the ground you're walking on is it does kind of make you feel a little bit awkward as well, right? You kind oh, of just, yeah. you, you just have to... Oh, I mean, there's no floor, there's no holes in the ground, but you don't know that when you first get there, right? You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. can I fall you through somewhere here? Thing. You know, yeah. Yeah. Then there was uh, what else? The uh, Capra Demon. Yeah, I feel yeah. like people. I remember like afterwards saying like that one uh, is like people don't like that boss too much. Well, you're really constrained, right? The, oh, the, it's the, the space yeah. where you fight it, it's so small and you have the ladder or the stairs you can go up and drop down. That's, I guess that's part of the strategy to avoid it, right? It's kind of running it around in circles. But if you get, and the, but there's, there, I think there's wolves in there or there can be wolves in there. So having to deal with a wolf or two and the demon itself, like and, and the, in that tight, those tight confines, that, that's what makes it so tough. And and that's one where I think honestly I think it only took me two or three tries, but that's one where it's like good luck beating it on the first try, just because yeah, like yeah. like you zone in and all of a sudden he's like all up in your business and like you said there's not a lot of real estate to really work with. Well, um, mo- and most of the fights take place in a more of an arena type setting, right? You, like a circle, mm-hmm. and so you have this circular or or larger square space to kind of like gauge the distance and figure out, okay, I, I can move left or right. And, and I can see a couple of their moves first before I make my move. But with mm-hmm. Capri, it's harder to do that. You can't really wait to see what it does because if it does, it's right, it's right upon you and, and, oh, yeah, <laughs> and you're yeah. going to die. Right. So <laughs> yeah, that, that one, that one's a tricky one. You almost have to, rather than kind of waiting for its tells and then, and then kind of replying or retorting, you kind of have to like take the fight to it or kind of again, Super run it aggro. around and kind of, kind of cheese it a little bit. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think I, like the bell gargoyles, uh, you know, not a super hard fight, but no, just the idea you're up on the, the roof and two of them swing. It's down a cool place. You, it's a cool place where, where where the fight where the fight occurs and, and um, you can cut the tail off to, to yes, do of big course. damage and they yeah, can't yeah. you know sort of lose some of their uh, ability as well. And, and, that, and that's that's a common thing in the series, too, right, is cutting off appendages to either significantly weaken the enemy or to get like a special item or get a special weapon. Right. Like that. That's almost something you want to if you've never played a Souls game before, like try that on every every boss. Right. <laughs> Try to cut something yeah. off of them if you can. Focus 
it's not a body part because you might get something special out of it. Um, and then I, I guess like those were some some good ones. Uh, obviously, right? Like the Orstein and Smog. That, yeah, that, that, that that's that probably number fight. one. That's probably number one for me, just because, again, when you first get there, yes, you fought the two gargoyles back to back, probably earlier than that. But that fight's a little different because the second gargoyle comes not right away. But Orstein versus Smog, Orstein and plus Smog, when you're fighting, both, they're both there at the same time. And then when you kill one, the other one gets powered up. So oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. taking that uh, gargoyle fight if you did it first to a whole other level, right? I, I can't remember if you have to have done it first, but at any rate, yeah, I believe so. I think you do. I, yeah. So, so you do that one first then you like, oh, okay, like two, two on one, that wasn't too bad. But then this one's like, this is the real test, right? It, it's oh, probably yeah, yeah. one of, if not the hardest fight in the game. Uh, and if you're not prepared for it, if you, if you can't figure it out that that can be, uh, it can be a slog trying to get through that one. Um, I know, and, and this is something that we haven't talked about yet, but I want to, see if you did it or if you what your thoughts on it but that would be one where i would try to summon help for the game whether that's i don't know if you can summon an npc for that fight but or certainly you know a try to summon like another player but I, I would try to get try to even the odds a little bit you know and get it to a two on two or three on two or something like that that i think it's a really tough one uh to do individually anyways yeah i i, I did not do any summons uh hmm. i went I went solo. Yeah, that was so for for that fight. That was if not the the most time I spent on the boss on a single boss would be the second. Uh, for yeah, sure. yeah uh, honestly, Gwyn and, and and those two, I think, were the ones that gave me the the biggest and longest trouble. Yeah, with with Orstein and, and Smog here or Sm whatever his name is. Uh, that was one where I actually was like. I didn't farm too much or or grind too much, you know, throughout this game. But that was one where I was like, all right, let me go back, get some souls, like beef up my weapon a little bit, you know what I mean? And, and sort of like reevaluate my uh, my toolkit here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before I went back. <laughs> you, you can kind of figure out early on whether you have a chance, uh, you know, or whether you're whether you're ready to do it. <laughs> or not yeah, you know like yeah. it, again it is it is one of those and it, the souls games are filled with these moments or portions of the game where it's 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 the litmus test for have you been paying attention you know have you been preparing yourself for this moment or not you know some and sometimes they come a lot earlier like in bloodborne father gascoigne he's like the, the second boss basically or maybe the first major boss and he's a huge block a huge roadblock right if you can't get through him you're not gonna you're not gonna you, you yeah, can't you might as well hang it up yeah <laughs> you might, yeah exactly you, you have to be able to you know skillfully get past this boss and uh, i think the same thing is kind of true for for this pair in Anorlando. like they're, they're a great bookend to the, what's a very cool area very open space and just got to be one of the most gorgeous areas in the game right just just looking around at all the vistas getting to really high up places you know, rooftops and things like that, and then looking around at the the valleys and the cities and things below. And Orlando is is gorgeous. Like, I mean, especially in the remaster, if you're playing that on a uh, mm. PS4, PS5, it, it it is impossibly good looking. And it's one of those things I think that where you, people people talk about maybe not enough. Like these Souls games, they are phenomenally. The art style is excellent. The, the just the the vistas, the visuals that you get from up on high, looking out at, at um, uh, the backgrounds, like it, it's so beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the remaster looks super nice. It does. Like you yeah. said, there's plenty of times I just you know stop to admire 
Um, they do, and yeah. Around yeah. And, and like you said, I, I think From Software just has such a sense of style and their art direction is just, it, it jives real well with me, you know? <laughs> like, and I, think it, it, I think it works really well with the gameplay too. Like they, they've, they've kind of figured out like this combination of the, the style and the, the aesthetic of the game with the gameplay. They, they've, they, they just fit so well together. Yeah. And then it's funny too. You get those, like, like you said, right. You're, you're up on, um, you know, uh, an or, ah, I always mess up these names. An Orlando. And Orlando. Yeah. And Orlando. And it's like, yeah, you get this big, beautiful, like all the vast city and this and that. And then there's also the dark root garden, right? Where it's like, yeah. it's, it's very dark and you're in the woods and like, that's creepy in itself. Right. And then you're stumbling upon, I mean, you get like the, those vine, creatures which oh, are like, i hate them like, I, they're so, i hate them the first time they like they like capture you and like gonna kill you in one hit it's just mm. so brutal right like that one oh, turn yeah. where there's three of them and yes, it's like yes. oh, no. and, they, and they blend in right they just look like yep. bushes you're like oh that's nothing and then they start walking towards you like mm-hmm. oh shoot now i'm in trouble yeah yeah and then and then you get into that more open area and you're like oh maybe i'm a little safe and then all of a sudden there's just big armored knights laying down in yeah, the grass yeah. that pop up that's uh, right which, funny enough that goes to the worst boss i think in the game um, mm. which is the butterfly uh the oh, moonlight yeah. butterfly see it's you know you you being boring. melee only that's why you hate it right oh yeah it, yeah i guess if it, you were ranged it would probably be pretty, pretty yeah, yeah if you, if you like have a, any kind of magic it, it's a lot it's a lot easier to fight and it becomes a little bit of a, a cakewalk if you've got yeah anything you can throw at throw at that enemy, but uh, if you've got a shorter weapon or yeah, just melee style, it's a little bit trickier for sure. Yeah, that that one. Was, I, so yeah, I thought that one was a, a bust, but like I said, yeah, I, I guess that could be on my build. Um, the bed of chaos, like that was just weird. Now that's the one where it's like, oh, you go to the right and you like you like destroy something to the right of them. And then you got to like then the the floor starts like falling out and then you got to like work your way to the left and like break another thing. Oh, and yeah, the, that, that's f- a really tough one, actually. It's really tough. Like, it's really weird, though, because like I, I so I did the you know, at first I, I didn't know what the heck was going on. I'm trying to hit him in his big like sweeping vine arms yes. um, and just getting destroyed. And then I, I went over there and destroyed the one thing. So I was like, OK, cool. And then. I forgot if I got knocked down the hole or just got killed or whatever. But then you come back and that progress sticks. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's sort of weird. So it's like really like it's a tough fight, but it's also like an easy fight, right? Like because it's it's tough to to survive. Like if you had to do all of that in one go. Yes, exactly. It would be like impossible just (laughs) because there's a lot of it seems a lot of RNG with the floor falling and stuff. But uh, yeah, that was a weird one. I I didn't love that fight. And there was another fire one. Oh, the ceaseless discharge. Yeah. Oh, I cheese that one. I won't lie. That was one where I was like, I was trying to kill him. And I was like, this this boss sucks, you know, like (laughs) and, and then like I saw the like just run to the entrance and then he jumps out of like fish out of water and then you just kill him really easy. But uh. in some of those, some of these bosses, like you may, you again, you may have like, it may have been not hard for you at all, or you just think you, you cheesed it or something or it went really easy. And so it doesn't leave an impression on you, but other times you, depending on your build or just, again, everyone's individual playthrough, you might be like, Oh, I hated this boss. Oh, I, yeah. I died like 10 times on this one. And then other people's like, oh, that was super easy for me. Yeah, one but shot. It just depends, right? <laughs> it just depends on like how you're set up, how you play the game. Are you someone who's really patient? Are you a little bit more aggressive? 
And I, again, that we, we talked about it with kind of all the different weapons and stuff like that. That's what's so great about this game is all the different ways you can play it and experience it. And you, you can think it's easier than other people do. You can think it's harder than, than other people think it is. Uh, and then you can you can have another playthrough and you're like, oh, doing this build really worked with my the way I play this game. or the And, and I don't need to adjust my playstyle. I just need to find a build that works for me. And that's kind of a really fun part of it, right? That every time you start a Dark Souls game, you're, you're almost, it feels a little bit like playing a different game in a way. Oh, yeah. Yep. Now, uh, what, what bosses that, you know, sort of stuck out for you? Uh, yeah, so Ornstein of Smoke for sure. Let me think. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Seath, the the scaleless, but like that's only that's not when you f- actually fight him in the Crystal Caverns. What I hate is him. I, I think it's him or some giant dragon that's in the lake the and they're throwing. Time, right? Yeah, oh, the first guy, time, yeah, yeah. It's throwing out those uh, those huge like bolts of energy that or those energy balls it's just so annoying like i people being so frustrated like dying like how do how do we even get close to this enemy and that was probably one of the first times i played the game just being really off put by this one boss it's just like i have no idea how to deal with this i'm just going to leave this area alone for as long as i can and then maybe eventually deal with it or well, hopefully I, he's optional and i don't have to come back <laughs> exactly like wondering like do i actually have to fight this boss or not and then just kind of skipping ahead uh, let me see. Other, I, I, I can't think too much of like individual bosses that we haven't talked about. Uh, Bed of Chaos was a good one, but I do have some moments that were really cool. And and I think it is. If I'm, I may be getting it confused with uh, another Souls game, but I think this is Dark Souls. When you defeat the Moonlight Butterfly and you get its butterfly soul, you can put that soul into a shield to make like this super weapon. And the shield has this kind of magical ring based attack. I think you kind of shoot out a ring, almost like like a, like a like a superhero or something like that. That just does a ton of damage. And when I realized, or and, and maybe read more about how you can imbue the boss souls into weapons and armor to make them into these these super weapons, I was like, oh my gosh! Like this is a total game changer, right? Like I I feel like again, like I'm I'm like Captain America. I've just taken the the super serum here, <laughs> and now I'm like wrecking I'm wrecking house right with this new shield that I've got. And I, I guess kind of experiment that that's one of my favorite moments in this game is learning about a a weapon or a shield or something you can create from a boss thing and then just kind of taking that and using it elsewhere like that kind of experimenting or chemistry that you can kind of do in the game that kind of crafting, I think is really fun. And so I, I guess when it came to uh, other Souls games after this one, I, I would try to do more of that kind of stuff, like build these like super weapons uh, and just just devote all my like level ups to you know increasing the stats to allow me to use these special weapons because i think that i think that's a really cool part of uh yeah dark souls and all the, all the other ones is just finding these new uh, these kind of not something you can find in a chest not something you can just pick up or get from a boss but something you have to kind of create yourself you know there's there's a, a recipe it to it right yeah i i, I th- those are some of my favorite moments in the game when you when you find those but i just remember that with this first time i got this butterfly imbued shield and it's just being super powerful. And I don't, I don't know in the grand scheme of things how good it was, but it made me feel really powerful and, and, and kind of taking that shield through the rest of the game. I, I, I may have polished off a bunch of bosses afterwards with it. Um, and I think and the, I like too yeah. that, like, right, you'll find, uh, you know, souls of a lost hero or, or fallen hero and, and all these 
just item pickups and then you yeah. can use those and like they'll give you a boost right generally early on like oh they hey, it gives you 200 but you get some that down line a thousand but when you fight the kill the bosses like you're saying like instinctually you're like let me just consume that soul let's cash it in now so, right. uh, yes yeah, so the lottery get... ticket but yeah like you said there's that and then there's also um what's that guy framp is that his name the big worm dude uh, something like that yeah like <laughs> I, framp I can picture him i can't think of his name but yeah, yeah it's, it's like yeah uh and like certain souls you can actually feed to him i mean you can i think feed all the souls to him uh, and other stuff but like certain ones will be like if you consume it it'll give you you know two thousand but if you give it to him you'll get five thousand sure so, sure so it's not even just with crafting it's like hey maybe you save this to utilize later to even just boost up some more you know souls and then there's that there's the bird's nest where you can leave items behind or leave objects behind and it gives you something new i don't know if you ever interacted with that it, it's somewhere in in mm. um Firelink, uh you can well, kind of yeah, climb higher you, up right if you climb up there and you gotta like jump from like you start going up towards the berg on the elevator yeah. and yeah. you roll off of it and then that guy takes you back to the asylum where you could fight not the asylum boss so oh god i'm so bad with names not the asylum demon See, I'm thinking of something else. So you're talking about the bird uh, that kind of takes you different places. I'm talking about like there's a nest where like you can talk to like this this bird character, and you you I think you trade items with them basically. Like they they're asking for like a shiny mm. thing, and you give them an item, and then they give you something back. Uh, <laughs> just this really random thing you could run into. And again, <laughs> maybe, maybe you didn't even find it, right? Like no, I did it's not. So no. off the beaten path. It might. I think it's in Dark Souls. It might be. It might be in the other games too. But uh, again, just just a funny kind of interaction that you can have. And, and when I think when I came upon that the first time, it was, it was kind of funny here. This little bird chirping, and then it talks to you in like a bird voice. It was. It was. It's kind of cute. <laughs> and, and I mean, you also even have. Uh, I think you mentioned a little bit before about the other sort of inhabitants of the world, right? Like yeah, the first yeah. time you roll up to Firelink, there's a guy sort of sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." There's been heroes before you. There's going to be more after you trying to come and do this They're thing. Sitting you know? there all smug. Like, yeah, yeah, like you ain't you ain't nothing. And then you ring the bell and he's like, huh, OK. And then not, you ring the bad, second one. And then I think he dips. I, I think yeah, that's when yeah. he dips. But there are all sorts of characters you meet throughout the world. And like, it's funny. I didn't even mess with like the covenants at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know what they were. So I was like, I don't want to join like a certain covenant and then like I, th that sort of screw me in the end or something you know what i mean for so sure I, or, or yeah or it makes the game harder at some point or you you lock yourself out of an emo a moment or an event or something kind of related to that i like how when you meet people in the world a, a lot of them will come to firelink right like they'll come yeah, and they then you can gravitate. you can just talk to them later maybe and often they become like shopkeepers they give you can buy miracles or sorceries or something like that from them and that, i think that's kind of cool that you you find them somewhere you're like oh you know, th thanks for saving me or thanks for talking to me here thanks for being so nice thanks for not killing me uh, I'll, yeah, I'll come yeah. and i'll come and just hang out at firelink shrine with you and all the other guys right well it's it's funny too because um you know, I've, I'd always talk to whoever you run into, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of them, like, and, and I'm assuming maybe all of them, I, I don't know. Uh, but like Sigmire of uh, Katarina, yeah. that was sort of, that was my homie, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's good. And it's funny, like, 
throughout the game, right, as you're going, all right, I, you see him here, then you see him there, and that, like you're seeing him in all the different places, and then you're sort of interacting and maybe doing something that, and and like all of a sudden, then I found his daughter. Yeah, right, right. And, and, right. and like, I was like, okay, so like, it seems like those characters each have, like, you know, Solar, like, they, they have quests almost quote-unquote quests yes no right? i think and that's the stories. right way to think of it yeah they do they have storylines right they have storylines that you can kind of see through every time you meet them or talking to characters that are adjacent to them right that that, that is it, it's another part of this this world that you can try to figure out on your own and, and, and encounter and, and pursue or not you know and i know you can learn a lot from item descriptions and stuff like that but you learn a lot about you know who people are and, and what 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 this land is what this place is that you're you're trying to survive in from just from talking to the characters and it, it is always fun to see to see one that you've met before to see them again and they're they might be happy they recognize you they're like happy to see you or something like oh hey you're, you're still alive good job you know like that kind of thing it makes you feel good right it makes you feel good to kind of re re reignite not reignite um rekindle with these guys like rekindle kind of rekindle yeah. the uh relationship with them almost yeah on brand with the the bonfires too 100 uh, yeah. yeah. uh yeah and, and it's it it like you said it you're alone in this world right you're going out and doing your thing but like you said you see a friendly face and it's like oh okay or you see that doucher patches yes yes well it's funny because obviously playing uh demon souls uh that's you right know, you, you see him and he kicks you into a hole yeah, yeah he's so sure enough, I see him here and he's like, oh, yeah, there's some treasure over there. I knew he was up to no good. Yeah, yeah. The uh, only treasure he, I'm worried about is I'm going to take it off your corpse. OK, <laughs> yeah, he gives me the boot. I, well, yeah. this time I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll play. And then he knocked me down and then I came back and he was the only NPC I murdered. Yeah, I was like, you're, yeah. you're not getting out of here alive, buddy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it felt yeah, he had it coming. He had it coming again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again. <laughs> no, it's good. But, I, I, I think it, this is a game. Obviously, like uh, you know, we've been talking for about forty-five minutes. I know we, I know we could certainly talk longer, but I, th- I think our plan here is to, uh, to go through at least in part the the first the, the three Dark Souls games and, and kind of do do a, an episode on each one. And and in the interest of not kind of retreading territory, this might be a, a good place to to cut off here, kind of ending with some of our favorite moments. And there there are so many more that, that we could talk about, obviously, and, and so much more we could get into. But um, I think it might be worth saving for uh, for Dark Souls too. So you you've started playing too, I think you've just booted that up. Is that right, Casey? Yep, yep. I okay. uh, I was playing a little bit before this. I was getting real angry. Nice. And, yes, uh, <laughs> but it's I think I've played probably like four showers. I've beaten a couple bosses, um, okay. but it is definitely different. Way different, I'd say right off the bat with just how things uh, are, are, are shaken and bacon. But nice. And I know it's sort of the the odd man out in the in the soul's universe, right? In terms of these fr- like from software, I think a lot of people sort of. Like, eh, if you're like, I mean, I've heard people about, yeah, don't even play two, which I think is probably a little bit of hyperbole. But, I mean, uh, I think I think three refines a lot of stuff, obviously, because it came out a fair bit later. Um, I wonder if one and two were a little bit closer together. And there's maybe that that cashing in on the popularity kind of thing. I I, I like two. I, I, have, I have nothing I have nothing against. It. I, I think one and I would probably say something like one, three, two or three, one, two, depending on the day. But. I, I, it's certainly not a bad game, and 
it, it'll be it'll be fun to kind of revisit it. I probably haven't played two in a long time. I may have picked up the trilogy without even playing uh, any part of two yet. So yeah. I'm I'm excited to go through them again. Yeah, so our, our plan here, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do individual episodes on each of the three Dark Souls games, and maybe maybe more more from soft, software games uh, down the line as well. But we'll kind of start off with that plan. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe in a month or so we'll we'll come back. We'll have uh, Dark Souls two, and then a month after that, Dark Souls three, uh, and that we'll, we'll see see how far along. You know, our our best laid plans always waylaid by mm-hmm. uh, the, the <laughs> tidal waves of of new games coming out. But we'll we'll see we'll see if it can make that work. Um, yeah, any any final, on a final thoughts here, Case, on, on Dark Souls? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm definitely on a mission to, to work my way through the front. It's good. Game, it's good. So. Yeah, I like it. I guess real quick before we go, do you remember what ending you picked? Oh, gosh. So, it, so it's been a while two. since I've rolled credits and, and, and picked an ending. Like, I, I remember I was watching like one where you see you see all those uh, kind of the worms. dragon no not drag dinosaur like brontosaurus kind of guys uh like the guy in fire like you see a bunch of them and they kind of they kind of bow to you i think it's the dark might be the dark lord ending or dark something ending yep i, I remember that one i remember seeing that one in the last week or so but no i, I don't remember which one i would have ended with myself personally yeah How about you? I, well it's funny yeah so there's the two so <clears throat> after you you kill gwyn by lighting the final bonfire, uh, you know, that's sort of like choosing this ending. ending. You succeed Gwen as the next great lord and accomplish the designs of the king seeker Frampt by linking the fire, the chosen, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, then there's the triggered by defeating him and you leave without lighting the fire. By choosing this, you become the dark lord, the true lord of men, thus realizing the designs of dark, starker Kath. Hmm. I picked, honestly, I just lit that bonfire out of pure habit. And yes. then uh, that was the <laughs> ending I got. So yeah, I, yeah. like, I didn't even think really about it. I was just like, oh yeah, let me light this puppy up. And then, and then the, you know, it kicked into the, um, the end credits there. I mean, I've, but, ne- I've never really thought that the souls endings are like these major. Yeah. They're just like, the these major moments, right? You've kind of had the story by that point and then you kind of just choose how it ends, but it's, it's not like you choose, you choose a path and there's 20 more minutes of exposition or something like that. You kind of choose, you just choose the the last page of the story. Right. And yeah, so what, it, what, what two minute little scene do you want to see? It's, it's really, it's for you. It's for you. Like rather than like to unpack or unfold something, right. It's just like, how, how do you want your story to end? How do you, how do you, what, what is the last line on that last page? You know, he, yeah, he rode off into the sunset. He he died a peaceful death. Like whatever it is that that's you're just choosing that. You know, and, you put your stamp you, on the end there. Exactly. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's just a stamp, and there's not you're not kind of really rewarded or on. It's it's the journey, obviously, much more than mm. than getting there. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, my final thoughts is this is just honestly like an unbelievable game. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. You know, like I said, I I think. It is hard, right? It is definitely a hard game, but I would say it's almost harder in the first couple hours, you know, first five to ten than it is in the back end, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like, obviously, you know, Gwyn kicked my butt for, like, two or three hours, so it, I'm not saying it, oh, you just roll it easily. But, like, once you can rekindle those fires to get 20 Estes flasks... Yeah, yeah, like that, good. <laughs> like, and that, like... I feel like trivializes a bunch of it because there are mm-hmm. definitely bosses where it's like, oh, I'm getting killed. Let me just run behind this pillar, drink real quick and go back at it. 
obviously they're like like you were saying with the capper demon like some areas you're not going to be able to do that but yeah i definitely thought like hey if i could boost up to 20 flasks here like and i hit hard like i I don't gonna be good here i can probably war of attrition you can just out you can just outlast them at that point right so exactly yeah Yeah. so i i would say like i said it's hard but it's doable like Mm -hmm. if you have any bit of you know video game chops i i don't think it's that hard and like i said just the there's no map right where i'm a you know I'm a slave to the map uh, in games. You know what I mean? Like I'm always yeah, looking I, at the I, map. I, I, I play like that too. And it, it's refreshing to not have to do that here. You yeah, kind of just and have then to you start remember. building the map in your head, you know, yeah, like you do exactly. You build that 3d map in your head and it's like, I know this world pretty well. And That's like, right. I think, you know, having no fast travel till about halfway through the game really helps to solidify that, that mental map. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people might look at oh i gotta i gotta run places you know what am i playing a game from 2000 it's like it to me like that helped build the world and just uh like i i can't get over how great this game is i i i couldn't say it better i think that's i think we're we're on we're on the same page and i'm i'm hoping we will be with a second game so uh stay tuned for that uh we'll 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 wrap it up here Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Casey, for joining us on this one. Uh, I'm glad you've kind of got us back into the the Souls train here uh, because I love talking about these games. We'll uh, be back next week. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to be covering, but it'll be something good, no doubt. Uh, And no more Dark Souls to come in the months to come. Uh, So I hope everyone has a great evening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now. Adios.